What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first Heroes for Sale podcast. So you may be finding this from Instagram. That's maybe where you know me from. Uh, My name is Adam. I am from Boston, uh, originally from Cape Cod, and I have done some podcasting in the past. I had a show a few summers ago that had about 50 episodes, but I didn't really keep up with it, Um, and I just got away from doing that podcast and I still was making content on Instagram and I was doing a lot of sports design content and then I kind of adjusted because I sort of got into learning about the sports card industry and that just kind of led me to what I naturally have done my whole life is make content about it because that's also one way that I think it helps me learn about the industry and that's one reason why I decided to start making content because I wanted to start helping people that were in the same boat as me that so we're interested in we're excuse me we're interested in sports cards but really had no idea where to start uh for me it was kind of a combination of actually playing Madden Ultimate Team and playing MLB the Show uh those two games sort of they have like a if, if anyone's played them before they have a sports card theme to them where you're collecting the cards using if you've played this before, you get packs and you can play solo challenges and get coins or stubs and that'll be the show. And it got me a little bit more interested in actual real sports cards. Another reason was because I was making Instagram content for myself, which was a lot of sports design, which, I mean, if you know anything about sports cards, that's kind of the main one of each product has its own design. So I found that pretty interesting. So that's another reason why I kind of got into making sports, sports card content. And yeah, so this show, I'm not exactly sure where we're going to go with it. Uh, I'm going to be recording. I haven't decided on a schedule if it's going to be once a week or if it's going to be multiple times a week. It's going to be when I have kind of the time to when I'm not making content or I'm not working on my full-time job. If I have some extra time, I want to be able to put out this put out this kind of show to not make, make it easy for people who maybe like learning about sports cards but don't have the time to kind of invest on Instagram looking through posts. And I know there's other people that make tons of great Instagram content, so I wanted to put together something that maybe recap some of the stuff that I've been working on and maybe find some other topics that you can't find that I haven't made content for Instagram. But I do want to kind of recap some of the content that I've made, maybe and package it a little bit more and help out help out collectors kind of that are new and maybe that you're not new. Like I still every time I talk to a collector through uh, DMs or pretty much always through DMs, it's basically I'll I still find myself learning every single day, even though I spend a lot of my spare time outside of my full-time job really kind of learning about the industry, but it still feels like almost every day I'm learning something new in the sports card industry. And I know it feels like from the people that I've talked to, a lot of people kind of feel the same way about that. So going forward with this show, I'm hoping that we'll be able to learn together, I guess. That's sort of my purpose of making Instagram content and then this this show eventually as well. So just kind of wanted, I guess I'll start off. So recapping some of the stuff that I went over on Instagram this week, uh, Ben Simmons just signed a five year, $170 million extension with the 76ers. So I thought, um, I thought that's a good contract for him. I, 
I'm still interested to see how the 76ers do. They just signed out Horford. They've got um, they've got Embiid, and I think it's going to be interesting to see where they're at. They kind of sort of traded, I guess you could say, Horford for Jimmy Butler and this offseason because Jimmy Butler's now in Miami. And um, I think with a lot of changes in the NBA, that is going to lead to hopefully the season being a little bit more interesting. It was... It almost seemed like at the beginning of the season, it was obvious that the Warriors were making it back in the West, and they kind of changed their roster a little bit. So we'll see, uh, obviously, some big changes in the West with Kawhi Leonard going out there, but the Ben Simmons contract, so how that is related to sports. So you can find Ben Simmons rookie cards if you're looking for his Panini Prism uh, or any of the any Panini products. His rookie cards are coming from the 2016-17 product, but... Some people might not know this, so his agent is Rich Paul. So Rich Paul is also the agent for uh, LeBron James. And one thing that I guess some people kind of are annoyed with Rich Paul is that he he only has his players sign exclusive autograph deals with Upper Deck. So if you're looking for any Ben Simmons autographs, you're only going to find them in Upper Deck. And the thing with that is, Upper Deck doesn't own the licensing for the NBA. So Panini owns the exclusive licensing the same way that MLB uh, is owned by Topps. And what that means is if you're looking for any rookies or any uh, Ben Simmons rookie autographs, you're not going to find them in Panini. You're only going to be finding them in Upper Deck, like I said. And that means you're not going to find them with any logos. They're just going to be generic photos uh, of him not wearing a Sixers jersey, which some people don't really like. And that's another reason why LeBron James autos are pretty hard to find and just because they're not in Panini. You're only going to be finding LeBron James autos in Upper Deck. So Goodwin Champions is a product that I I think it has some LeBron autos. I know on the front of one of the boxes I saw it was LeBron. So um, Panini, you're not going to find any of those any of those Ben Simmons autos. But this week... Panini also came out with Donruss Optic, which is just the Chrome version of the regular Donruss that came out earlier in the year. So like I said, with Panini not owning, or Topps owning the baseball exclusive autograph, or the baseball exclusive logos, you're not going to find any autographs of any players in there that have logos for baseball, at least if they're looking at a Panini or uh, uh, Optic or Donruss for basketball, they will have the they will have the logos, but not with baseball. So one thing this week that I thought was kind of cool that I uh, was looking at was they have the uh, prospect autographs, and then they also have rookie autographs in there. So last year, if you look at that prospect list, it was kind of crazy. If you if you see like Vlad and uh, Tatis were on there, and Eloy Jimenez, and then this year, it's you're looking at, uh, like, Victor, Victor Mensa, I believe, was in there, and then Wander Franco, obviously, is a huge name in the hobby, uh, and he has autographs in there, so I think the Panini Elite, I believe, had Wander Franco autographs, but it's one of the first products that we've seen that has Wander Franco autographs in, and kind of transitioning from Wander Franco there, uh, MLB Pipeline put out a pretty interesting comparison between between Wander Franco and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. when they're at the same age. 
and then through just I think it was 70, 77 games for Wanda Franco, and then through 76 games for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So uh, looking at that, I, I, I also kind of looked at the pricing of some of their cards currently, not back when back when this sort of time period was for Vlad cards, but right now the Vlad cards, essentially. So you can get like a Wander Franco between seven and nine dollars. If uh, this is ungraded as well. So then and then um Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you're looking at twenty-five to thirty dollars. So in in the post I kind of explained that there are some cards that are lower. You could find some maybe for six, five dollars for Wander higher, and then same with Vlad. You could find some maybe twenty dollars and some higher. But th- that was kind of the price range I saw a majority of the prices go in. And then the graded prices, uh forty five to sixty five dollars for Wander Franco and then eighty five to but one ten for if you're getting a PSA ten version of that card. So one thing I'm looking at the statistics themselves, the batting average is up a little bit higher. And then one thing that I kind of thought was pretty interesting was that Wander Franco actually has more home runs, which is only it's only two more home runs. So it's not like he has like 20 home runs compared to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had seven. Uh, but I've talked to a few people who have seen him play and they say they talk about his defense being kind of underrated, that he's extremely fast. Uh, we'll see. He's right now the number one prospect in the MLB, and I think he'll probably be the number one prospect up until he graduates from that list. So already he's kind of a top tier prospect in the league. And well, number one. So obviously he's top tier. But that kind of I think that means that you're looking at oh, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype behind Franco, but I think one issue that he might run into once he gets to the majors is he's going to be playing for Tampa Bay. So you may see some changes because there was the rumor a few weeks ago that Tampa Bay might be doing that thing where they go to Montreal. I don't know. Tampa Bay, it just doesn't seem like a good a good place to play. I don't know. The, the, the stadium is – the trop is – newer, but it seems like there's always issues with the ball getting stuck in the catwalk and stuff like that. So if Wander Franco moves to a team that becomes elite, that could be an interesting, interesting scenario for him. The only problem is I don't really, there's no reason for him to really switch teams. Like it's not like the Rays are going to be contending. And and then if they are contending, they're probably going to want a player like Wander Franco. So I don't. I really don't see him moving um, any at all throughout his career. Like maybe once he gets to the end of the contract, that that's going to be what seven or eight years from now. So I, I don't know. I think his pricing is low-ish. I guess he is the guy that everyone's kind of looking at. You see on Instagram, a lot of people will post about getting the Wander Franco, which when I I posted about it because when I pulled some Bowman. Uh, earlier in the year, the, one of the packs I pulled, the, uh, the Wander Franco first bomb in Chrome. So, like, that was pretty cool. Uh, then this week, uh, along with the Optic, there was also the release of 2019 Allen and Ginter. So, I made a couple posts about it, and I saw a few things that I really liked. So, obviously, the Gary V card is in there, and that's something that, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm a fan of him. So, that's something that maybe down the road I might look into uh, buying, I think maybe the base cards will be a little bit cheaper. I did pull 
some of the Gary V cards out of top series two, which I thought was pretty cool. I wanted the Trevor May card and that's actually the one that I pulled, which I felt pretty lucky about uh, in Allen and Ginter. You're also going to have something that I thought is probably it's a, it doesn't come in. You know, you're only looking at, I think what I was reading was that it only was coming in three to four cards per case. So it's the rip card. So the rip card for anybody who maybe is new it's a card that you actually rip, and I, hence the name. But you can take it apart, and there's a card inside. So there's a mini card inside, and sometimes you can get an autograph. Uh, one thing that I have heard, like listening to some podcasts talk about the rip cards, is that sometimes you're going to find more value just selling the rip card itself and not actually ripping it. I don't know if that's – I mean, in some cases, I think that's probably true, but maybe in some cases you could pull like a one-of-one. One. I know they have the wood print cards, which I thought was pretty cool. I saw the red – the one that I saw on Twitter that I thought was pretty cool was the the Red Sox championship picture uh, horizontally on the wood plate, which I thought was kind of cool. I think the wood plate – I think Allen and Ginter has kind of a lot of those little unique – cards like the minis are all kind of unique where they're obviously the smaller they're going to be skinnier but then there's also the mosaic no not the mosaic sorry the stained glass cards that come in some of the rip cards so i mean those are pretty cool if you get the box topper i think it automatically comes with a stained glass mini and then it comes with two other cards which could be either autos or just regular minis or low low print minis um but those are some pretty cool Pretty cool things that are coming out of Allen and Ginter. And then you got all the crazy, I think people have called them like oddball, I guess, or not non-baseball basically is what they are. So you see someone like Mike Oz getting an autograph, which I think is so awesome because he's a huge advocate for the for baseball cards. He has a whole kind of show on Yahoo, Yahoo Sports, which he talks about sport cards and he opens up old packs with players. And I mean, it's really cool that someone like that in the media is getting a little bit more shine in the hobby. And I think that's a good idea going down the road is maybe you kind of hoping that Tops is going to be using more people like that in their selection of these non-baseball related players. Like you look at, a, uh, like I know, I think it's Henry, Ford, no, sorry. Um, uh, I forget Henry Ford. No, not Henry Ford. Um, uh, Henry Ford. No, the guy from Star Wars. Sorry. And I don't know. So, uh, I forget the guy's name off the top of my head. Han Solo. Han Solo. Um, sorry, this is not great podcasting here, but Han Solo from Star Wars is uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Sorry, that took so long to figure out, but Harrison Ford has cards in Alan Ginter. And I think that's pretty cool. Cause I think that's another kind of thing where maybe people have like a pre, like a PC where it's like, uh, movie stars. And I know I was talking to someone on Twitter and he said that his PC was comedians, which I think is a pretty cool, pretty cool. And I don't, I didn't get back to, I got back to him about that, but he didn't get back to me about if it was, uh, just baseball cards or if he had like eight by 10 signs, stuff like that. But I think that's also having these cards is like a cool way to add to a personal collection. Um, and then I think I just want to talk a little bit about design. So a lot of designs this year, I think, have been better than last year. And even though I think this one is pretty simple, I think they took the right direction in making it simple and not uh, overcomplicating kind of the design. Like, I think 
if we're looking at Gypsy Queen, like, and I, and I like to compare Gypsy Queen and Alan and Ginter kind of together because they're sort of similar in their concept where it's like a throwback, uh, throwback idea with like a modern design. I really think this year, this year and last year is pretty close. I, I think I do like this year's design a little bit better just because it has the, the border around the outside that kind of is like splotched a little bit. Um, and maybe I'll get more into the design of the cards, comparing them a little bit more in the future, but that's kind of overall, I do think I like this year a little bit better than last year. Um, then, then the last topic I'll get into is tops. I've noticed on eBay, I saw some of the top series two cards that were getting graded are coming back. And first I saw the Vlad jr. Card and, on the PSA label, it has the missing card number. So as some of you may know, the Vlad Jr. card was a short print, and it was supposed to be card 701, but instead of it being 701, it actually was missing the card number on the back. So that it is technically his first rookie card, and it's short printed, but not short printed the same way that like Acuna, Acuna, uh, and... Soto were last year in Series 2, so there are a little bit more, so I think maybe that drives the value down a little bit for the rookie card, but I still think this will probably be the rookie card that most people want to collect, in tops at least, if you're looking for a flagship rookie of Vlad Jr. I also think it's also good that they add a little bit more, so you're not looking at like a $80, $90, $100 card for a rookie card for Vlad Jr., where some of the Acunas and Sotos, that is kind of the price that you're looking at. Uh, so that is going to be it for the first show. We got uh, just a little bit under 18 minutes, which I guess is pretty good. I mean, this will be the first episode. Uh, we'll see going forward how often I'm able to do the episodes. But, you know, if you have any feedback, uh, please let me know on Instagram. So it's Heroes for Sale on Instagram. It's pretty pretty simple. Or you can go to Twitter. So it's A Palmer Design. So my name, like I said, it's Adam. And obviously my last name is Palmer. Uh, or Adam Palmer Designs on Instagram. You can't do, there wasn't enough space to make Adam Palmer Designs on Twitter. So unfortunately, that's not going to work. But A Palmer Designs on Twitter, Heroes for Sale on Instagram. You can go to the website, heroesforsale.com. You'll see some of the articles I've written. I've been, I should be writing a little bit more articles. I just haven't, I've been making, focusing kind of more on Instagram content. So that's where you'll find me. Uh, that's where I'm most successful. I think I, I respond to basically everybody. I think I respond to, I try to make it a point to respond to everyone through the DM. So if you have any questions or anything you want to talk to me about, just shoot me a DM. Uh, they're open. So yeah, that's going to be it for the episode. So I hope you enjoyed the first episode and hopefully there is more to come. Thanks guys.